between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You flow into our souls. Thank you, Father, for grace, for utterance, the ability to speak as an oracle of yours, to, to speak your very heart and your word, and to divide rightly and to see aright, to speak correctly, as use my tongue, put your weight upon it, let it be as, a, as the pen of a ready writer that will write the right words upon the heart of your people. Thank you, our Father. We give glory to your name. We bless you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Glory to God. Thank you. Um, okay, Hebrews chapter 2. Praise Jesus. If you're there, say Amen. But we see Jesus, right? Um, verse, verse 8, from verse 8. I says, Thou art put all things in subjection under his feet. For in, in that he put all things in subjection under him, he... He left nothing that is not put under him. Thank you, Father. But now we see, now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became, it became him for who are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings for both either sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church I will sing praises unto thee and again I will put my trust in him and again behold I and the children which God had given me for as much as then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood that he also himself likewise took part of the same 
that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things what pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the what sins of the people. For he in that himself he himself had been had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Praise Jesus. Verse 14. He said, For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that he also, praise God, he also partook, so himself likewise, right, uh, partook of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is what the devil. Praise God. Um, so you're seeing something very key here. The, um, beginning from verse, I think from verse 8, um, it began to turn our eyes towards Jesus. In verse 8 it said that we, not, we now not yet see all things put under man. Him here is man. Right, we we see not yet all things put under man means that thing we saw that that idea of all things being under man is a sort of um, an image of man in, in, the, in the eyes of God. Right, is the is how God sees man. Or the way we've been looking at it is um, is actually the it is the mind. Is, it is man in the mind of God, right? That's what we're saying. Say that what is man that thou art mindful of him, that thou visitest him. Then he began to speak about man and all of those things that he said here. So he's trying to he's, those what he was saying made him lower than angels, crowning with glory and honor, and all of those things is sort of an image of man in in God's mind, God's mindfulness towards man. Praise Jesus. And so we know that man, actually in God's mind, God doesn't see any man that doesn't have all things under his feet. Do you understand that is, that's the whole purpose of the Christ. The Christ is a man that has all things under his feet. Right? That is why when God was raising Christ, God was raising it. The, the man that the only kind of the kind of man that fits in, into his mind, right? The man that can he can see and relate with, right? Is this kind of man that has all things under his feet. So 
That is in God's mind. But he said, we see that not because it doesn't manifest yet. But God has raised somebody called Jesus, right, in whom that reality has come. Right? He has embodied that reality of all things put on the him now. Another language for things being under him is things are passed away. Praise Jesus. Does that make sense to you that whatever is under you has passed? Yeah. So that's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All old things have what? Passed away, and behold, all things have become what? Or become new. So, a man that has all things put under him is also a man to whom all things are new. That is, the things which he relates with are things that are what? That they are new things. They are things that are, that are not old, things that are not, have not passed away. Do you see that? Uh-huh. So, um, this kind of man. Is a, is, a, is a type of man. It takes a lot of, um, a lot of help and a lot of faith to see man in this kind of light. You know, it's a task for the soul to see man in this way. Can you see and envision a, ver- a version of yourself to whom all things have passed away, old things have passed away, and then behold, all things have become new, or... Can you envision, can you see a vision of yourself who has all things under his feet, under her feet? Praise God. We're looking at that thing, under feet, you know. The things passing away is not just that they don't exist anymore, um, but is that there's a place where things, they check for, for things. It's inside your soul that if, they can find, some things can be around you, but they are not, they can be found inside your soul. That, so inside your soul, maybe they used to be there before, but now they have passed away. That's one of the, the main things about Christ. Christ is actually a power to make things in men pass away. That's why is the new man. You know what I mean? He's a new man. Christ is a new man. The man, and that word for the new man is the man of new things. Is the man to whom all things have become new. So he's also a man in whom all things have what? Have passed away. Do you see that? So the, the passing away of old things in the Bible language is not just looking at the, maybe the cosmos, the physical world and all of that. That will eventually happen, but What will actually make that happen is because the present has passed away inside the souls of men. So there's no longer a need, do you understand, for it, for man to be surrounded by it. So that's what gives, as long as things here is inside man, it will never pass away. There has to be a critical mass of men who would have rejected the present and just say, we, see, we are just done with this thing. 
Why are we done, it? done with it? Because we found the revelation of something better. We have the, the, another world has come. The new world has come. We have we are done away with the old. We actually the old is done what away with. So and that's why he's talking about darkness. He said that the darkness is past, but what the true light already what now shine it. That is the shining of the true light even within the soul. Do you understand that? Praise Jesus. Now when I'm talking about things. Passing away, things not being found inside you. What I'm, I'm speaking a certain kind of language. It's a certain, it's a language with a certain kind of sense, which you ought to have. Now, I will ask you: How do things stay in you? How do things reside in you? It's simple. How do things stay in men? The way things stay in men is by their love. Are you seeing that? Is that things will stay, you can see. So the, what is actually keeping the present standing is because the love of them is inside men. So it's not possible that God will come and detach men unnatural, uh, um, sorry, um, in a very crude way from the things which he is in love with. It'll be a problem. Satan will stand up that 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 wicked adversary of man who stand up and tell God is an injustice. You can't by force take what man loves away from him. It's not possible. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So what is keeping the present, the present order, the present system, the present world, even the fallen and the old world here is as the extent to which its love is found in the hearts of men. Are you getting me? So when you're saying things, 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 we're not saying that when you open your heart, there's a car inside or there's a house or there are things inside there. You know what I mean? It's, that's why when you now move into that, that sense doesn't hold. Even when you move into the intangibles like jobs, career, ambitions, those are not physical things. But those are things that a, a man can love. All right. So when you love them, they can be inside of you. Are you seeing that? Uh-huh. So another word for is love is also regard or like savour, like Jesus was speaking to Peter. That savours the things which be of men and not the things which be of God. It's a kind of, it's a kind of regard. Where, you know where you hold something, you have regard unto it. Praise Jesus. Are you seeing that? So are you seeing that regard, that regard, that love for things? is what attaches those things to the souls of men. <laughs> in, in 1 John uh, chapter 2, he was saying, love not the world, but the things that are in the world. But if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then we now began to talk about the things. Have you seen that? Do you see that language of John? It's a very strange language. He said, he said these are the things that are in the world. The lost began to now convert things to lost. And I said before that lost just means love of anything that God doesn't desire. That's what lost is. So lost is powerful. Lost is actually love. Right? Lost means love. Love of something that is inordinate according to the will and the plan of God for you. So John was now... When he was mentioning the things, these are actually the things of the world that when you are able to look at the world and extract it and move it into the, on that spiritual lens, 
You will not see governments and systems and houses and cars and money. You will not see them. You will just see loves, right? Like different lovers, right? Things that can attach themselves to men and that, that can stay in man. Are you, are you like that language? You say that love not the world, not the things that are in the world. That if any man would love the world, then the love of the Father is not what in him. And these are the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and, and then the pride of life. And he now said that, and all these things, right, are not of the Father, they are of the world. And then he said, the world passeth away, and is lost thereof. But he that doeth what? The will of God will abide forever. So that's one thing that we know. We know that the world will pass away. What actually makes the world pass away? What will make the world pass away is because of, you see, the, the surety of that statement is based on prophecy. Now, if you, if you go out there and look at this word, it doesn't look like something that's passing away. <laughs> right? When you check the posture of men, when you look at all the organizations in the, in the capitalist world, then you, you see all their plans for decades to come. And you shift from there into governments. You begin to see all kinds of plans. Move to the United Nations. Move to people have plans, man, for this place. You understand? So there's nothing outside that suggests. So the, the world has a he has a lying power, right? That's one of the the statement of the world. Once you step outside, you look around, and you interact with the world. The, the first thing the world will say to you is, "I'm here. I will forever be here." That is, everything the world is doing is to demonstrate that fact to your soul so that you should never doubt for one day. To, you know, when you are not too sure about something, you're, you can withdraw a little bit of your love. You'll be like, ah, can I really bank on this thing? But the world is a preacher. The world will tell you, look, you see me? You see me? Bring everything. Anything you keep here, you put here, I will keep it for you because I will always be here. Do you understand me? But the Bible says that this thing is a prophecy. It's actually a prophecy. If you try to observe the world passing away, you won't see it. You'll see the opposite. <laughs> you'll see just trying. If a preacher is saying, ah, the, the world is passing away. And when he's preaching, you're trying to think it. Ah! You know, that's how our mind works sometimes. You will compare it. Kai, after a while, the preacher will just look like a small fool to you. <laughs> ah, Kai, this world, you have to... <laughs> The world's argument, if the world's argument are too much inside of you, it's not good. Praise Jesus. So, but this is a prophecy. And what is the, what is the prophecy? What is the guarantee of the passage of the world? It is because we have read the prophecy and we know that there will be a time when men will hate the world. There will be a, there will be a mass, there will be a critical mass of men. That will, those mass will be, they will be representative of men, and they will get to a point where they can decide for all humanity. Uh, do you know that? Do you know that rising up, when you are, when you, there's something about rising that can put you in a position. There's a, there's a height that men can come to that they, when they talk, they can speak concerning the human race. And, uh, and then when Satan comes, Satan will not be able to gainsay against them. 
by virtue of their rising or their stature. We say that this one has a right to speak for the race, for the people. Do you understand that saying? Do you get that? It should be very clear to you. That's also the concept of an Adam. An Adam is the one who has a reason. Right? He's a, he's a man who's an height. He can, he's a, an Adam can almost make decisions for humanity. Yes. He will just decide it like our, like Adam, the <laughs> that first Adam. Just, you were not there. You didn't even ask him. You didn't send him a message. You didn't say, Adam, Adam. Well, if you want to eat fruit, eat only your own. Why did you eat all our own? Why did you, why did, why did you have... Why did, why, 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 why? Some of you feel, I wish I was the one present. Let me be the one. I will know what to do. Praise Jesus. <laughs> well, he said, as one, one man, one man. He said, one man, one man, one man, one man. Through one man's disobedience. That dead what? Sin entered into the world and death through sin. Verse 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be what? Be made alive. Praise Jesus. So there's something about, about Adamic, like the same way at one point another Adam rose called John the Baptist. Right? In just an ordinary time, just one God was able to find a way to make one Adam arise. And he was able to pave the way for the Son of God. He actually paved the way for the kingdom of God to come. Praise Jesus. Have you ever asked yourself that question, what does that thing mean, right? That John the Baptist said, I'm the voice crying in the wilderness. You should make way for the Lord. He said, I came to, you come to prepare his way. What is the meaning of that? Like, why do they have to, to, why does there need to be a man out of all the men living on the earth who need to prepare the way? It means that there's, there's some, something there might be some kind of legal answer in the spirit that could have prevented Jesus from, from coming if they didn't find an Adam that would receive him. Do you understand? Are you concerned this concept that when it was time for, for salvation to come, for Yeshua to come, the savior of man to come, when it was time for that to come, they had to make a man. So of all men born of a woman, that no one has a reason like unto John means he rose above all men to receive Jesus. Do you understand? Praise God. So, so it means that when, by virtue of his arising, he was fulfilling some legal... That's one thing about... Let me tell you something. Growth is too powerful. Growth is powerful. When you... Sometimes when you're fighting devil, um, if you love the energy you put into praying and binding and casting, put it into growing your growth has more, will have more to say in the, in the court. Like when you, the, the place where they argue things in the spirit concerning men is growth, that stature that talks there. It's not, it's not by who has the loudest voice, who prayed the most, who did, it's not that. It's just, it's just stature. It's, it's stature that, that, talk, that speaks. Do you understand that? Like Jesus, what makes him right now also an advocate for you is a stature. Stature. Whoever liveth to make what intercession for us. That great, that great high priest. Praise God. Is it, that what 
ever. That's he liveth ever. He because he continueth ever. He has an everlasting priesthood. Yes. He is able to save to the uttermost all them that come to God by him. Are you getting what I'm saying? And salvation, there's a lot about salvation. Praise God. That is not just trivial. There's a almost a legal aspect of salvation. And growth is what answers that question. Say rising. Rising. All right. There are some th- things you can't deal with when you are when you are low. Right? When you are low, things will be happening over you. If most of your life is not even con- you don't have a say in what's going on. <laughs> spirits will just be deciding. They will just be making decisions. Imagine spirits, the, the spirits that fell from heaven will be making decisions over someone's life and that person is born again. Why? No growth. No growth. You understand? So growth is, is not by in the name of Jesus. No. There are some things that you must grow to have a say concerning. Praise Jesus. I said there are things that you must what? There are things that you must grow to, to have a say. Have a say concerning. Praise God. Yeah, so there are people who will arise. Like when, those, when they arise, by growing up spiritually, they will get into a place. You, ask, you see those man-child company? Uh-huh. All those man-child company, which they mentioned in the book of Revelation, they call them the servants of God. They call them, uh-huh. The word man-child, it doesn't mean a male child. Man-child means developed child. Right? It's someone that is developed, but it's a child. The child means that's inward nature. That, is, that child likeness is actually an attribute of, is a kind of holiness. It's actually is a, is a God kind of holiness. Child likeness is the holiness of God. It's actually special. You get to me? So when you see a little baby, it's a, it's a bit of God's holiness. God put it around them to show men. Uh, you see where this baby is coming from? There's, there are things beyond your world. And in fact, when a baby comes, the baby has to quickly grow up because the world is not compatible with that thing, that the baby, <laughs> that nature. In short, after a very short time, the, the world will convert the baby. How I many of you know that conversion doesn't only happen to, to us? You know, Jesus spoke about conversion in, in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, except you become you converted and be as little children and then all of that. Conversion also happens the other way around. <laughs> Amen. When you, a child is born, after a while, the child will be converted. <laughs> They will gain age, right? Like the Reverend was teaching that that age is sin. The age, sin is the, the age which the world gives that, 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 that um, corrupts baby souls. That age, it puts, the world tries to put age on souls, make you, make you old. That oldness, amen, is against the nature of God. Praise Jesus. Uh, so, that, so like that man child, for example, is the, is a, he has an inward configuration of that holiness, but he's also a man. The word man means he's not, he has a reason. He actually is a being of stature, a, a, a high entity of stature. Now, you now recall that when he, he arose and then he was caught up to God and to his throne, then he, he's not the one who was fighting. Just by, all he did was just be caught up. 
Do you understand? The, the, the mystery of how Satan will fight. So in all of things we call spiritual warfare, you want to fight the devil. It's not that you don't understand the fight of the devil. <laughs> it's not Satan, where are you? I call you forth right now. I challenge you in the name of the Lord. Come now. Now your time has expired. Over this land of Canada, your reign has ended from here. Henceforth, we decree and we declare. You know, I've heard that word before. <laughs> so you don't only decree, you decree f- first and then what? Where did all those things come from? Come from? Nobody decree and declare anything by prayer. Prayer is not the instrument of decreeing and declaring. It is, it is by, it's by what? Rising. That decree and I decree and I declare. You're talking about is a legal statement. When you talk about a decree, do you understand? There, yeah. growth speaks. You re, when you are growing, you are emissions. Things are, are you getting what I'm saying? There's, there are things about you. There's a sound. Growth is not quiet. If you can be around where people are growing and they can open your ear to the spirit, the sound of their growth, it resounds in heaven. Growth is silent in the natural because someone who's growing most of the time doesn't look busy. But when people are, people who are very busy, they look like they're the ones that are playing, they're the ones doing things. But the person who is not busy like that is sounding in the spirit. If you see, you can watch angels. Hey, he's growing. He's growing. They are growing. Just a little gain of stature creates song in heaven. If they can let you know what heaven rejoices over. Like when Jesus appeared, when he bring it in the first begotten into the world, he let all the angels worship him. It means that just seeing a man who has grown, just worship started. Worship started. You just started worshiping. Just worshiping him. Worship. That's what are the things. You know, in, in, what, are, what they celebrate in heaven is not what they celebrate here. In heaven, they, they, you know, part of the celebration of growth is angels are seeing victory against the enemies of God. Do you understand? That is the language of sit down at my right hand. And when they brought him, okay, sit down. We've started with you first. We celebrate, we celebrate you. Sit down. But we have, you have what? Your brethren are still left. We need to come to sit with you. But they are still in the midst of their enemies. Who they need to rise up and make the enemies their footstool. Are you seeing? So, so you're seeing how the dealing with enemies. Jesus is tying enemies to under our feet. Right? It means that the way to deal with enemy is on our feet. That enemies must be repositioned under. But it's not by bringing them under. It's actually by you ascending. Like you follow, follow the pattern of Jesus who ascended into the throne. And I told him, sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies. Your, means I will bring your enemies. Your own body will also rise like you did. Uh-huh. Say under his, under his feet. Yes. Has put all things 
put all things, say all things. All has put all things under his feet, under his feet, under his feet, under his feet. Are you seeing so that there's growth must occur for things to come under. Things must come under. Praise God. So, so you now understand that enemies is not fighting devils. It's loves. If they can just change your eye to just, just see who you're fighting. It's very simple in a way, but imagine a very simple thing, but we don't see it. That the enemy of your soul are the things you love. Simple. Isn't that very simple? That just, once you just have that side, Christianity just opened, everything just opened, Bible will open, everything will just open to you. Ah! The things I love. When you wake up in the morning, hey! The things I love. The things I love. The things I love. That's the, those are the problem. Those are the enemies. <laughs> so somebody who is, a, who is a spiritual warfare specialist is, so, is somebody who has the, the, the ability to make war against the things that what they love. Have you tried it before? It's easy. You can fight everything, but can you fight the things that you love? So you're seeing a redefinition of the word enemy. Enemies. Enemy. So the, the operation of growth, the force of growth, the trajectory of growth is a trajectory, upward trajectory, away from the things that you love. Any growth that you are, you are experiencing that is not, has nothing to do with what you love, it's not really growth. Like you can learn to pray and be a very good prayer warrior but you haven't tampered with the things you love, then you haven't grown yet. Means you haven't touched your enemies. Praise Jesus. Amen. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, so God, um, that thing of men will arise is going to happen, right? That the world passes away. See, the world passes away. You should be saying that to yourself every day. In the morning, wake up. The world passes away. Do you understand? Make it pain you a little. The world passes away. The world passes away. This world passes away. <laughs> shake yourself and shake your head. Jump on the spot a little. The world passes away. What are you doing? You are telling yourself that today, what happened? Today, what should you do? Huh? Rise, arise. Don't be bound to what is passing away. Check your loves. Check your attachment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Press. You're trying to press into that image of yourself in the mind of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we began to see that concept of, um, the, of like I said, the things, something being under, it means something has passed away. It's the same, they are all the same thing. How things pass away to you is by it coming under. It's no longer found in your soul anymore. It has left your soul. It has come under your feet. Amen. What? Well, let me tell you the way the picture is in the spirit. The, the way the picture is in the spirit is that the things which 
you need to, we need to be full of are actually under our feet. And the things we are full of, uh, do you understand that? That's what Jesus was saying about the nature of the dog, the Gentile nature. When you, when you see every Gentile, every soul that is Gentilish, check under his feet, there's something there, is a treasure. That the, the treasure that, is, that he ought to take up, that was that's given to him, which ought to be inside of him, he what? He put it under his feet. But what is inside of him? The enemies. He, is, as he embraces the enemy. Right? We're talking about that, we're speaking about that Gentile nature. Right? When he said, do not, um, cousin, um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, says, give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample up them under their feet, and then turn what? Again, and rent you. So what is the meaning of that? Can you see, let your soul see what I'm saying. So what is in you versus what is under your feet? Are you seeing it? What is in you? What is that was that was what the, that same picture is the picture of Hebrews chapter one. Simple. What was in him? You love righteousness. So it's what was inside of him that made him sit on the throne. You love righteousness. Are you getting me? But by loving righteousness, you were raised, being made so much better. Are you seeing that? As he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So it means that it was the actual, it was the love of righteousness that elevated him. So when you see Jesus in the spirit, what he loves is in him. What he hates is under him. So in the spirit, Jesus tramples upon what he hates. That's, a, that's a, how a soul should be. You embrace what you love. You trample upon what you hate. So that nature of the dog and the, and the, and the swine is that that holy things do not cast pearls and then holy things. Those soul, so that is the, the, the picture of a soul that hates righteousness and love wickedness. That soul that we were describing, that dog's soul and swine's soul, because it's where, how you know what the soul loves is give them something and watch where they put it. A soul that loves righteousness, who take righteousness into their bosom. A soul that doesn't love righteousness, go away, come back, you will not find what you gave them. They would have taken it and they would put it under their feet. Right? What is the meaning of under their feet? They, they have a walk that is, they, they bring that thing below their walk. <laughs> There's the plane where they walk in, they, they, they put that thing. Many souls can re- bring the pearls of the kingdom and the holy things of God and put it below where they walk. Do you understand? Below. See, they don't, so it means that the soul doesn't esteem those things or they don't savour, doesn't esteem those things or the soul doesn't have the love of those things. Praise Jesus. Am I making some sense to you? 
Glory to God. So we see Jesus. Say we see Jesus. Let's quickly go back there and read it. So, but now we see not yet all things put under him. But verse 9, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than what? The angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by what? The grace of God should taste death for every man. So when you're comparing like Hebrews 1 and then Hebrews 2, this is the same Jesus. <laughs> but is the same Jesus at different levels of glory. Aha. Uh-huh. When they say he was made a little lower than angels, the man that was made a little lower, a little, say a little lower. A little, a little, not, not, not very much lower. A little lower. So Jesus made a little lower than angels. He's... And is actually an, an arisen Jesus, has arisen to a point that is a little lower. This is not where man fell to. This is the man didn't fall to a little lower. <laughs> a little lower than it is where they started man from. Do you agree with that? You could you could have said Adam from the Genesis chapter one was a little lower than angels. Just angels. Oh my soul, that place of oh my soul is. Just is a little lower than angels. Right. Uh-huh. So, but that's not where man fell from that place. Man went down. Man became dust and flesh. Praise God. An inherited nature from the depths. Right. Those nature from the depths are natures of hell. Are you seeing that? So those nature, they are, there are some things that should never rise above your feet. There, there are things that God designed never to rise above the feet of man. They are meant to be under the feet of man. Do you know, do you know that? It, it's actually it's called beneath the earth. That was, was it Philippians chapter 2 that was saying it? Let's very quickly, he said, and highly exalted him and, and given him, I don't know if it's that place, but. Um, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That at the what? Philippians 2, verse what? Verse 9. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And it says, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, which is this Jesus whom we are seeing, that every knee should bow and of things in heaven, say things, things in heaven, and of things in earth. So there are things in heaven. That's what you call things in earth. All these things are all loves, to be honest with you. Anytime they are talking about rising, ascending, what do you ascend against? It's loves. What keep you, what, what defines position is love. Every soul has a position. Where will you find a soul? Around what they love. Where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. <laughs> so that be, be, where, be, where, be, position, the place where you are, so that you can calibrate a, a person. In, there's a GPS in the spirit. If you ask the spirit, okay, where is so and so and so? They just, he loves pra, 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 pra. He's there. That's spiritual GPS. <laughs> right? Where a man say treasure. What is those treasure? Treasure, holy things, pearls. Holy things, pearls. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it says that where a man's treasure is, there is how to be. So position in the spirit. So it means that if a soul is ascending, it means upward change of position, which is what growth does to the soul. It also means the change of what you love. That's what growth is. Growth means the gradual change of what you love. You will be... As when you are growing, you are exchanging lovers. I used to love you before. I no longer love you. I want to love something better. You ascend. You are, I get to what I'm trying to say. That love is the changing of love, allowing your heart to find and to love. That's why don't be too rigid. Rigid so I hardly saved. And one of the main purposes of religion is to make you rigid and make you unsavable. So, the devil actually created a version of Christianity that can make men unsavable. It's called religious being. It's actually, religion is not just, ah, oh, well, they are trying, but they're not doing it well. Religion is a, is, a, is, a, is a weapon of mass destruction. It's a WMD. It's for to damage souls. You know? <laughs> I do understand. What did I say? It's a W. Kamal, was it Kamal that said it's the opium of the people? It means it's the drug of the people. It's a thing that... You, have you ever tried to solve drug drug problem before? <laughs> Do you know since when the, the U.S.? Say almighty U.S. Do you know since when they've been fighting war on drugs? After a while, they gave up. I started, they started sponsoring some of the drug dealers. Okay, you, are, you, you don't kill too much. You are okay. The other one is crazy. He kills everybody. He was always killing every time. He, he beheads and everything. And, and so you, you are a nice gentleman drug dealer. So we help you to take out the other one. And then we'll be... Because they found out that when it comes to the people, it's not a, it's not a thing of... That, that drug that... That war against drugs that the government is fighting, the guys who are taking the drug did not send the, the government message. You understand what I mean? That... They, those guys have no issue with it. Is a is a lover that has married souls. So for so it's, it's almost naive to for a government to think. Imagine government wanting to solve issue of drugs. How can you do you know do you know where that drug has traveled to inside the people? Do you know what drugs is? People have left sold their family, their baby. You know, they, you know, Little baby, uh, that thing, it doesn't, you know how that thing is a baby? A man can abandon his baby and his children and everything because of drugs. Imagine, and then government say that they want to fight it. They, they declare war against drugs. You can't forget that's foolishness. You can't. So, you know, and it took decades. After a while, they now calm down. Ah, this thing, <laughs> we can't deal with this thing. Let's just find a way to manage it. Let's limit the violence and the killing. And let's just leave. But when it comes to that fix, people must get their thing. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. So when it comes to that, 
the matter of loves. Say loves. Is a powerful thing. It's something that the devil bought, used relig- religion to. It put religion is is a way that people can love other things in the name of God. It's simple. If I can define religion, that's one of the definition of religion. It's just a it's a nice means to love other things in the name of God. And the things, there are many, there are different things. You can love Bible, you can love microphone, you can love blazer, you can love, you can love podium, you can love light, you can love backdrop, you can love guitar, you can love... The, there are many, many things that... Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so it means that that place is also a world of lusts, right? And then, and the soul, we make sure the soul is, is rigid in a certain way that one day, you know, there's some, you, when you see a religious soul, you know, that thing is powerful, it's even more, worse than drugs. That's why Karl Marx was saying that this thing is actually the, a hard drug. It's a drug harder than drugs. You can, even, you can even cure a person from their drug addiction, but you can't cure them from their religion. Their religion is too, the power there is too strong. It's, 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 a, it's a design to create rigidity around God's things. So when the soul has come into a certain religious frame, you can never take that thing from them. Say, no, this is how to serve God. And they just have. They marry that way. They marry that pattern. Is it death? Is actually a graveyard that they kept the soul. But, and and it's, it's against the religion, is against the principle of worship. Uh, worship has a basic principle. The basic principle of worship is movement. You saw it, that's what God was trying to show through Israel. Movement. What does the movement? Journey. You have to journey. The, whole, the entire tabernacle, everything is designed for journey, it's for movement. Move, worship means movement towards God. Do you get what I'm saying? So it is actually the opposite of rigidity. That's why a rigid soul will not prosper too much with the things of God and with the things of the Spirit. Praise Jesus. Are you getting me? So ascension has to do with you. You must, be, you must have that ability in you to change what you love. What you used to love last year should not be what you love. Don't, be, don't love the same things. Are you getting me? And when I'm saying don't love, I don't mean, and don't exchange, I'm, I'm not saying exchanging love on the head. So, uh, before I used to be into, um, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it again. Oh! They so said before, you used to be a TV guy, now you are a laptop guy. Right? <laughs> That's what Benji said, though. You can exchange TV for laptop. You can exchange. Hmm. 
You can exchange going to club to going to birthday party. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw a bomb. So I'm like, please, let's come back, please. Can we? Let's let's become let's come back, please. Let me come back from that engagement. I'm not talking about the exchanging things, loves on the earth. You can see a soul check. Ah, wow! But they, they've only exchanged their terrestrial loves. It's just one for another, but they're still terrestrial. They've not been an exchange upward, an upward exchange of loves. They've only been changing. What, what is it? Latitude. No longitude. Is that the word for it? <laughs> your skill of your growth should be ability to change what you love upward, upward, upward. The, 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 the density of what you love should be reducing. When I say density, I mean it should be coming, becoming more spiritual. You should be gaining skill, ability to love things that are more spiritual as you are growing. That's a sign of growth. Love things that are more, gain more appetite to love the invisible things that God is bringing to you, right? You gain it different. Let the flavor of your, your ability to love, your, the capacity for attachment should be upgraded. Don't only get attached to kind of things also get attached to spiritual things. You know that I, I can love you. I've just keep loving you. I didn't change you. It's still you. But I'm changing my love for you. It's changing. Before I used to love all the kind of things we do together. Now I'm loving more of our spiritual things more. Are you seeing that? So I'm not saying that go and change everything. I'm not saying go and move from where you live to somewhere, somewhere else. I'm not saying all those kind of things. I'm telling you, change your, change. Let there be an upward transaction of love. Men are ready. Men are ready. They are so. They are. So they are so. They are so. Yes. Thank you. Glory to God. You know, the law of sowing and reaping is also the law of ascension. Right? It's the same thing. Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, they are buried alone. But why does it die? It's for it to ascend. Right? When you bury the seed in the ground, the same who descended is him that ascended. When you bury the seed in the ground so that the seed can what grow. You think growth, where does growth happen? Upward. Have you ever seen a tree that grows like this before? <laughs> right? You maybe you when you after you have this, this tree, this particular tree must plant it towards the east so that you can grow towards the west. No, growth is always from south to the north, it's from down upward as a principle of growth. So if you're if you are you are checking the Plot the movement and the map of your soul. 
if all your change is on the same plane, it's time to, to flip it and begin to change upward. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your taste, your love, your taste should be changing. The manner of conversation you like. Aha. Uh-huh. We shouldn't be gisting at the same level. We've known each other for three years. We still talk at the same level. Why should we be gisting at the same level? Our conversation should be arising. Why? By virtue of what we love. Because it's what we love, we talk about. We, we gist based on. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you should get to a point that if I speak to you below your new love, you can't, I can't get your attention for too much. You just. Uh, you shouldn't. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you should grow to a point where things that make you fall asleep before should make you alert now. I was just thinking about that the other day. You see, we're just thinking, you know, that thing, that thought, you know, why was it rendered that way, you know, talking about, you're talking about spiritual things, you know what I mean? But where before, when they opened that area, you just... <laughs> before you know it, well, eyes get dim. And... Why? Why does eye get dim? Love. What fell Eutychus down from when Paul was preaching? It's because... It's possible that Paul has, you know Paul can move in his speech. Maybe Paul moved to his own that is too far from Eutychus's uh, vicinity, amen. And then Paul left him. And Eutychus said, ah, to, after I sleep overtook him, amen. May things that have life in them not make you sleep. But when they are talking death and earth, say earth. You know, know sometimes it's not every conversation that is seen. Let's go and see. No, some conversations are just earth. When, 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 don't be too comfortable when you talk earth. Ah, we went there, we did this and that. You should be getting tired, you know what I mean? The sign, that kind of conversation should be making you tired. That's a sign of your spirituality. It's not because you are proud and you're like, no, we only talk about Jesus. No, it's just that what happened, your taste buds, savour, like Jesus was telling Peter, that savours the things which be of men. You don't savour the things which be of God. The, the, the savour of your soul should do what? Increase. Amen. I don't want to stay here for too long. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Raise you up. Raise, raise you. My heart to raise you, Mary hand to raise you. Raiman Hasato, you can I can oh God okay, you can come up, you can rise up, you can rise up, you can rise, you can rise, rise, you can rise, you can come out, come on, uta kama nuta ka you can rise, you can akaikama to tokikelebe ku kaima kata, you can makata 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 kata. Yasama, your affection can rise, your thought. 
your thought can rise, your affection, your affection, your love, your love, your love, your love, your love, your love, your Lamahata, Lamahata, your Galamahata, Sarima Galamahata, Repanahata, Sepronhata, Epronhata, Dekamahata, Saranota. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, me harassing. Thank you. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Glory to Jesus. Amen. What we see, Jesus. Thank you. Amaha. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. 
Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. So the so Jesus was crowned with glory and honor, right? For I am coming for your loves, for the things of your carnally and beggarly things that you love. I am coming for them. I am coming for them. I say I am coming for them. For in me coming for them, it is the crucified life. It is the crucified life. And I say endure, for it is in the pace of enduring your love change. It is in the place of enduring your love change. I am coming for them. And as I come, I'm going to let Siroto, Irasia, Arintario, Venateria. As I come into my temple, I am coming and scattering the tables. I am scattering the tables. I am scattering everything. Your loves, I am breaking them. The holes, the roots, the, the foundations, I am uprooting them. For it is painful, but endure, for you would find my love. In the midst of them, you would find my love. That is how my love found out. It is in patience. It is in endurance. It is in the process. It is in the process of me rooting and destroying loves that my love springs forth. For I would come with fire. I would come with fire. I would come with my fire and burn and burn and fan out flames. Fan out flames and zeals and passion of the world that my zeal, the zeal for my knowledge, the zeal for me will be found in you. I am coming. It is in that place my love founds from. Stay in me. Stay through the trials. Stay through the trials for my love will spring. My love will spring forth from you. It is in the trials. It is in the trying of your faith that my love springs forth. For you would come to love if you stay. For I say stay, stay. Be not be weary. Do not think how will I overcome this love. But just trust in my word. Stay with my word. For my word is quick. It is powerful. It sees the creatures. It sees the create. I see. I see the creatures in you. I see the creatures in you. But you will become my lamb. You will become my lamb. You would become my lamb. That would need no. That would always long for his shepherd. That would always long for his shepherd. Don't say how will I overcome. Just trust and follow me. Says the spirit of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Father. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Okay. I should go ahead. Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So we see Jesus, right, who was, who was made a little lower than angels. And we're saying that this point of being a little lower than angels is actually a high point. And that was like this, that was the state, the place that man initially started from, right? We saw when God brought forth Adam, even just speaking to his spirit, he began to tell him about his own position, right? He blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Told him, replenish the earth. He said, subdue. He was speaking to the spirit. It was actually, God was actually imparting something inside the spirit of Adam. The blessing that your spirit should refuse being subdued. Because God knew the potential of the earth when he created the earth. He knew that this earth, and this, bringing a man to this earth, if this man is not careful, I must speak to his spirit things about, I, I shouldn't leave him to just do with the earth as he wishes, because the earth can subdue him if I leave him. So, and God wasn't speaking to his soul, that thing. It was actually his spirit that God was speaking to. And he told him, look, subdue it. Subdue the earth. Subdue the earth. And have dominion. And God began to mention the things he created on the earth. The fish of the sea, the birds of the everything. You see everything around there. And those things were the height of the earth. Beyond the mountains and the trees, the animals on it are higher than those mountains. So he spoke about the, the botanical life in each before. Then he spoke about the animal life. The man should be above every single one of those things. Are you seeing that? So that is actually the beginning of man. But you know, man now discovered he can fall below his beginning. So Jesus being made a little lower than the angels here, that Jesus which we see that's been, that is crowned with glory and honor is an exalted Jesus. It's not the same level of a carnal man. It's actually a particular place. Praise God. And so he was speaking about this position for, to create sort of a context. I'll call it a background, a context for the rest of the chapter. Because beginning from here, then he now began to speak about, he was speaking about Jesus, but he was speaking about Jesus from a point from the point of being a little lower than in the angels and crowned with glory and honor. Now, there is there's Jesus be, before, below that. The actually um, frames of Jesus, amen, that are, that are commensurate with even or, can, or, or are, are answers 
to the depths. You know, right? In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, it said, who is he that ascended? It's he that first descended. So any time you see ascension, in, when it comes to Jesus, Yeshua, that was actually something concerning him. For every ascension in him, there's an equal dissension. It's a, it's a program. It's, a, it's actually it's a mystery, to be honest with you. It's a mystery about Jesus. Right? It was the, that was what they had to do. Let's find a way for him to descend without sinning. Right? So when Adam came, the point where Adam's, God put Adam, Adam went below that. But, but he said that Jesus should arrive at that same point too. But there should be a way that he should trace man in his dissension without actually sinning. It's a mystery that Jesus did. That's the mystery of, of becoming sin. That he became sin. Who knew no sin? That was according to the book of Romans. Was it chapter 5 or chapter 6? He said he became sin. Who knew no, no sin? That we should what, become the righteousness of God in him. So the righteousness of become that of God that you should become, the only righteousness you ever become is the righteousness that is in Jesus. That's the point. You don't have any other portion of righteousness. There's no, there's no righteousness that man can claim to. You don't have claim to righteousness. To any righteousness, the only place where you can claim righteousness from is in Jesus. So Jesus is actually like a storage of righteousness for man. He's a, he's a way, he's a mystery technology to keep righteousness that man can take. That was Paul's prayer problem. So my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Romans chapter 10. For I bear them record, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they've been ignorant of, of God's righteousness. Now, when they say being ignorant of God's righteousness, this is not speaking about the actual knowledge of righteousness. It is actually, it's more of being ignorant of the provision. Do you understand it? Paul wasn't expecting them to know the righteousness of God or to have the revelation of righteousness. But this knowledge, when it says according to knowledge, is an awareness of the provision, which is how to get it, where is it kept? And that was where the Jews failed. Right? The, the Jesus' or God's issue with the Jews is not that really that, it's not really that they got to the point where God began to reveal himself and they ran away. The real problem was that they couldn't cite the offering, the, po- the provision. They refused the provision. Like when they were refusing Jesus, do you see that the word became flesh dwelt among us? We beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of. The next time I said, and he, he came into the world, the world knew him not. He came into the world, the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. So that was the problem with the Jews that. They said that, okay, we, we have a zeal for God. It means they have actually had some kind of, a, a kind of a desire in some kind of way for God. But it's not according to knowledge. That word knowledge is, is, the, is the knowledge. 
This knowledge here, when you read the, the Greek, you know, the Greek, sorry, not, uh, thank you, Jesus, yes. When you read the Greek of this knowledge, the knowledge here is not knowledge, not according to knowledge, it's not in that sense. Is a, in the Greek, there's, there's a definite article sense with words. You can tell with the way they render the word, if it's a definite article, right? When they say knowledge, it can be knowledge as a general thing. Or there's a way it can be rendered in the Greek as a definite means the knowledge, a particular knowledge. This particular word in Greek is a definite article that God is, there is a particular knowledge, a way of knowing, an access to knowledge that the Jews, right, rejected. Not according to knowledge, but they've been ignorant. So they were ignorant of where God kept his righteousness. So it's not saying that God was expecting them to understand revelation. Is that, but they were ignorant of where God kept his righteousness. So they were going about. So you see that what going about means they, re, they refused the place where God kept righteousness. They are going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So this righteousness of God, we now discover that that Romans was teaching us that um, that. We are the righteousness that we should be. He became sin for us. Who knew no sin? He who knew no sin, that we might become what? The what? The righteousness of God were in him. So it's very clear that for us to become the righteousness of, of God in him, in him, in him, there must be something about him. He must have taken something about us. There's a way that there's a way that he he bought into that thing that gives us right to pick righteousness from him. The way he did this is that he himself bore our sins. He took something, or he said he was made sin, for he had made him to be seen for us. So the sin that they made him is our own sin that made him. That was that's the secret of dissension. Are you seeing that? That Ephesians chapter 4. Say, what is he that he that ascended is he that also descended? Now ask me, what made him descend? Was he his sin? He can't be his sin. He was tempted at one point, but without sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he wasn't sin. So the only thing that could make him descend, he took somebody else's sin. It was your sin that made him descend, that added dissension into his program. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? So it says he that Descend, ascended is him that fell, fell or first descended. Now, why did he descend? That he might feel all things. That he might what? Now, what is the meaning of this kind of language? Is it feeling all things? What is the meaning of that? He might feel. He might feel all things. That he might feel all things. Can you tell me what is the meaning of feeling all things? Simple. So that he should, he, he, he should be the replacement for all things. And let me switch to language. There should be nothing that he cannot replace. Ah, you don't understand me. That there should be nothing that he can what? 
he cannot. When you say, I'm holding on to this thing because it's too hard, I can't let it go. And they, they, when they bring him, then he will ask you a question. Now, out of all the height and depth, where did this one come from? So it means that there is nothing, when it comes to the soul of a man, there is not, God, God did it so that there is nothing that should, that should be occupying the space of a man's soul that Jesus should not be able to come with right. It's like, it's like someone is living inside the house, it's a tenant, then behind the back, the person who owned the house sold it to another guy. The other guy who they sold it to can come on at any day with the ownership document and say, you see this house that you are feeling, it's time to leave. I say, why? That this paper maketh me to feel all things according to as this house is concerned. Means that I have the right to evacuate any inhibition of this place. <laughs> this is Paul's sense. These are Romans' sense that, that we're talking about. This, the mystery of redemption. The, all the calculus. You know, redemption is, is all the fields put together. There's mathematics inside there. There's science. There's law. There's all the fields put together are inside the wisdom of redemption. There's substitution there. If you see mathematics, that substitution, you see it there. There's also a legal operation in there. Height, depth, that's also engineering, the ascension and descension. There's geography, all the learning. Are you getting me? Everything that we, we, every area of our learning, you now check that they all came from the mind of God. There's nothing that, you say, we found one secret area, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. God's mind is, the, so it means that the most ingenious thought that has ever, that has ever been, in, uh, been, been hatched the most flawless, the most ingenious invention was the what? The mystery of redemption. You can you cannot fight. You know the guys who do strategy of war for nation for you know the, the army have some of the, the greatest strategies. You know, bad guys who can. It's not it's not just financial sector. You know when you are planning for war, you don't War is not just blow and kick. When you're talking of warring against one nation to another, you are warring against everything. You must be warring about against their finances, warring against the agriculture, warring. That's the, <laughs> that's the concept of war. Amen. Like those KGB guys. I don't know why I'm talking about these things. <laughs> Amen. Have you heard of active measures before? It's a war where you don't know that war is going on, but they are making war against you through different things. Are you getting me? That's how God is. God is a master strategy, and there will never be a greatest plan that was hatched than the plan of redemption. It's not easy to make a plan against Satan, Lucifer, son of the morning. Then when they finish, he said, ah, the prince of this world, no, they will not. Hey, we missed something there. That was Elohim doing the work. So when we are talking about you dropping your love, don't look at your tiny strength. Hey, no, will I leave this thing? No, you have no clue what wisdom, what wisdom, what ingenuity is behind your salvation. It's not you. When they say grow in love, exchange, it's not your small mind that will do it. 
is not you. You can't do it. You don't have what it takes to reject the love of it, the love that the Spirit has put inside our heart. But, but rather, like as he was saying, as his tongue, that's what his tongue was trying to explain, and I think that's a blessing for somebody. Somebody who's looking downcast, oh, how all these things, can they be real? How can they be possible? Is it really possible for me to let go of everything that I'm alone, I love in place of God? Is it really, really possible? These things are too difficult. You are looking with man, with man. These things shall be impossible. But with God, think with God. With, say with God. Have you ever tried with God before? Switch to with God. I love that word with God. Hey, with God. I mean, when you say with God, it means you are you are about to bring in all the the prowess, the wisdom, the power, the ingenuity, the genius. You are about to bring the genius of God into play in that matter. When God finished with sin. Seems like to be like a, a man that slept and woke up and well, how did I get here? Sin wouldn't know how it left because that's how God is. So that where grace, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. You know, sin is a king. I reign here. This is how we are. This is what we do. That sin, we behave this way. We own this. Sin will be telling you, don't ever think you can change anything. No. We know, we know how we do We know that you're gonna go. We know how we flow. We'll keep flowing. This is just a message, forget it. Sin hasn't told you that before. Sin has never told you that this is just a message. You know when the Lord is speaking to your heart and your heart begins to vibrate? Sin now. Have you ever heard this still small voice of sin before? <laughs> When your, your heart begins to vibrate, as if your word wants to end because the word is assaulting you. God wants to assault you with his word. Well, it's not you he's assaulting, it's the death and the sin. It's the, ally, the alliance with corruption inside your heart. God wants to assault with his word. When that thing is happening, hey, 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 God, what do you want to do? Then sin will say, it's just a message. Endure it. Sin hasn't said that to you before. Sin is bad. Sin is a king. You know, sin doesn't do drag around. Sin doesn't fight. It's like a king. Yeah, we know what we do. We know how we flow. We will just flow after. Say after. After what? After they close the Bible. We just flow. We know how we flow. That is sin. Sin abounds. Say abound. That abound has many senses inside it. Like it goes, it's abound. It increases. Abound means it also spreads. Abound. It is bound. It means it doesn't go. It will never leave. It is bound. It abounds. That's how sin resides. That's a king in the heart. Talking. Talking. You own me and I own you. We are married to each other. We will never leave each other. It's a lie. It's a lie. Don't believe sin. If you want to believe anything, don't believe sin. Sin is the gene of a fallen spirit. Sin is the gene of a spirit 
whose place is found no longer. Satan is actually destroyed. Have you read the Bible before? Jesus actually has destroyed him. He's a destroyed fellow. Sin is the thought of a destroyed fellow, a destroyed entity. You just need some help to see it's the wretchedness of sin. Praise God. Say, so well, where's sin about? You now see that, that grace, say grace, grace, Sakalima Hata. Grace, they say much more, much more. Sin will always and forever be jealous of the abounding potential of grace. Sin is a king until grace comes. And then grace doesn't even fight sin. Grace makes sin disappear. No, there's one thing we are fighting. Hey, we are, that's how we think that being righteous is fight. Yeah, God, fight it with sin or break. No, brain says, grace says, disappear. When grace comes, sin, it's as if there are no longer brain cells for sin. Grain just makes sin disappear. Have you ever felt grace before? When an area where the devil has been defeating you, grace just comes. When grace lands there, you will feel like you've never seen before in your life. You've not enjoyed to that point. Have you ever, maybe if you've, if you've tarried with the scripture for some time, maybe you, you, are, you read the scripture for like three hours or something, you'll be reading the scripture to a point where when you're reading it by the Spirit, grace will be unlocking, to be unlocking grace. After a while, by reading the Bible, you will feel holy like you have never seen before. You've never, you've never experienced that before. This Bible... <laughs> It's like it's, that thing, that feeling is greater than the feeling of praying. Praying, that thing is something else. It's like the scripture when it draws you into his world. You know, the Bible is a, is a portal of grace, right? Thoughts, the thoughts of the scripture, they unlock grace in his soul. It makes, it makes sin non existent. That's the power of grace, these thoughts. That's why the Lord wants to, to surround your soul with them. To, is for to make grace abound. The reason for the, re, the revelation, the ministry of revelation, is to do what? To make grace abound. It's to make grace abound. 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 Grace, grace, grace. To make grace, grace to abound. Grace, grace, grace. Grace, 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 grace. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Grow, I love that, grow in grace. I mean, grace is the, almost the, 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 grace is the, it's the provision for growth. Grace, grace is what pushes growth. Grace pushes you upward. Say grace. Grace, 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 grace. The Lord will bring you to a point where you are not far from grace. Where, where grace is so much near to you. When you're saying grace, grace, God's grace, grace, that can pardon and cleanse within grace, grace. God's grace, grace that is greater than all. Oh. It didn't just be a song. 
that when you're singing grace song, you will, you will know grace will be a fellow to you. You know grace. You will, you will interact with grace. You will speak with grace. You will converse with grace. Grace will be an inhabitant of your household. Grace will have compartments within your heart. You will have mansions within your soul. You will not be, you will not be a stranger to the grace of God. You will abound in grace. Grace will abound. I said grace will abound. The grace of God that bringeth salvation. Hey, Kabali Katala, Shambreira. So, you mean that salvation is brought to you? You are just by yourself, and then the grace is bringing salvation. Have you ever thought about it before? Say the grace that that bringeth. It's not that you are going to fight to. Get, no, no. He say that it bringeth salvation. Bringeth salvation. Appeared to all men, teaching them. You're going to move into a season where you begin to be taught by grace. You know, the, you know, the ministry of the Spirit is the teaching of grace. Right? The, the Spirit teaches graciously. Right? Well, that's how he gives life, is by communication of grace. Right? Teaching them. So you learn, grace will teach you to deny ungodliness. It's not by your power. It's by the teaching of grace. The, the learning of grace. The language of grace. Your, your soul will now take, you know when grace will talk to you, to talk to you and talk to you to a point where you no longer just talk, you speak grace yourself. Your language and your tongue will change. You begin to speak graciously. Are you getting me? Because as you, through your speech, you order your life. Right? It's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as a man, what? Thinketh in his heart. So it means that what a man is saying is a, is a product of what he is on the inside. So if you are as you, are, as you are filled with grace, like Jesus, the grace is poured into thy lips. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured. So my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which my heart have made as touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. For thou art fairer than the children of men, for grace is what? Grace is poured. The, the Lord will pour grace into your lips. Yeah. And he says that, that therefore has God what? Blessed thee forever. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Very quickly, if you can just cross over into this thought. Thank you, Father. Say, but we see Jesus, verse 9, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than, than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by what? The grace of God should taste death for every man. So it is for, in that position of a little lower than angels is a, is a vantage position that Jesus took that through that, what he's doing can affect all men, and he was able to buy from that place, was able to taste death, right? For who? For every man. Now, it takes grace, only grace can make the soul partake of death. Do you see that? Only grace, without, if you bring death 
to a, a, a graceless soul, the soul will, will run from it. Right? The soul, all the soul will see is, is yeah, because death is a victor. Oh, death, where is your sting? And he said to grave, what the hell, where is your victory? They say, the death has record. Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? That the death has, it has record of victories, right? And when you see death, that death, you will know that, ah, this one, this one, this one doesn't lose battle. This one is, you know, when it comes to the, the feasting upon, upon man, like the talk to the serpent, that dust shall you eat. That dust signifies the corrupted man, the man who's become dust, that shall, you shall eat. You know, the, that serpent is also an, an agent of death. Right? Praise God. That revelation of that serpent nature is, is a bit interesting. That revelation of the serpent in the wilderness was, was curious. You saw two kinds of serpent. Serpent that kills and serpent that saves. Right? He said, well, they, were, they were being beaten by serpents. And then the Lord instructed Moses to raise up the serpent for the cross. And then as many as looked on that one, as Moses lifted up the serpent, John chapter 3, Verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so who must what? Must the son of man. Now, why must the son of man be lifted up? To be seen. He says, to, we see Jesus. Right? That, are you getting what I'm saying? That the reason for seeing him and that the seeing of Jesus, you must see Jesus at an elevated place. Right? There's, there's actually key. This Seen of Jesus at this point, this particular Jesus here, not Jesus that walked Nazareth and all. There's a particular state of just of Jesus that they are describing. He's crowned with a glory and an honor, and then it's that and filled with a grace for to taste death for every man. So this is a, the Jesus that has been equipped, right, for to do what taste death for every man. This Jesus is also the image of the serpent in the wilderness. I don't know if that makes some sense to you. That this Jesus that has been filled with grace to taste death for every man is, this, is those Jesus as a serpent that was lifted up where? Inward, the wilderness. So now look at that whole operation, that design. That they have, they have been beaten by an evil serpent that which signifies death. Does that make sense? It means that, and the, the, say the sting of death is sin. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So that sting of the serpent in the wilderness is, the, is what you call the sting of death. Say sting of death. What is the sting of death? It's a, it's a program. Is that every the serpent has a venom. Right, so what that thing means venom. The venom of death is sin. So the reason for a serpent stinging is to put his venom. Where does the venom of the serpent go? Into the bloodstream. 
into the stream of blood. Let the venomous, so it means the venom of stinging of the serpent brings about the marriage of the blood of a man with sin. Are you getting me when, when, the, when sin enters, that's what the serpent does to bring about the sting. It's called the sting of death. And let me just tell everybody, all men have been stung by death. When you see those guys in the wilderness, see yourself there. Praise Jesus. But he said that as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, then who is lifted up? The son of man. So is the son of man. Now see that design that for to deal with sin, you must see he who tasted death for every man. Why? Because every soul that has been stung by death, the sting of death, every soul that has been stung by death, there's only one remedy for such a soul. You must be able to see Jesus. Not just any Jesus. I'm sorry. Seeing Jesus of Nazareth cannot deal with the sting of death. If you've been stung by death, which is seen as married some of you, and all you see is Jesus of Nazareth, that is not a remedy for that sting. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So there is a particular Jesus. You must see Jesus who was crowned with glory and honor and all of that, and who has been what? That by the grace of God, who has been given grace to taste death, is, a, is Jesus at a particular point. That's just my message I'm just trying to show you. I've been, we've been trying to talk about this message. I'm, I'm trying to make you a case to see Jesus at a point. What I'm telling you is that there is a scene of Jesus you should not exempt yourself from. Not every teaching, every message is the same. It's not every revelation that is revealing the same Jesus. Different teachings, different revelation, different allocation of the word reveal, can reveal Jesus at a level. But there are, there are levels of revelation of Jesus that will not deal with the sting of death. Because it's a particular Jesus that has tasted death for every man. That's the serpent on the tree in the wilderness. So the program is this, the way Moses told them, that to be saved, you must look, see Jesus. That's the answer. The fact that the serpent is there doesn't, will not deal with the program of sin and death in the soul. So those who were there, who were beaten by the serpent, but refused to look at the serpent on the tree, will die. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what I'm just teaching you is that it's the, it's the revelation of Jesus. You know, when you start getting around this point of this particular sighting of Jesus, souls begin to get weary. They begin to give excuse. Ah, oh, but I thought you love what of righteousness. Ah, I like it, but you see, 
this other dimension, there's something about uh, excuse begins to come, all kinds of things. It's because of this kind of issue they wrote the book of Hebrews to deal with that thing, dullness of hearing. A church that have journeyed to a point where there's, they should begin to see a particular revelation of Jesus. That, can, that, that, that revelation of Jesus is essential to deal with the program of what? Of sin and death. So in the wilderness, those who were able to lift up their eyes, for as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so was the Son of Man. And Jesus himself said that if the Son of Man be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up, if I be lifted up. That word lifted up means it's talking about an exaltation. It means that there's a way. If I can be shown at a certain level, I can draw men unto me. Praise God. What is the drawing of all men unto me? I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. But, so you see that that John chapter 14 that we're seeing on Saturday will not occur except you see him lifted up to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Your power and Sing holy. Hold that holy means separated. Holy, holy, holy. Separated. Lifted, lifted. I want to see you. That is, you see, that song is not a song of everybody. It's not everybody that sings. To see you high and lifted. Some songs like seeing him, but not high and lifted. There's a, that's another sighting of Jesus. To see the high and lifted Jesus is another revelation. It's another season of revelation. Shining in the light of your glory. The light of glory. Because that position is where he's been made a little lower than angels. Crowned with glory and honor. He has a particular glory. There's a light of that glory. It's a place of exaltation. Do you see what I'm saying? That I'm just trying to tell you that the, the height of the Jesus you are seeing has something to do with your death. Yes. Are you getting my connection? So if you have a language that that revelation is too high for me, then you are saying, okay, um, do you understand what I mean? There's just a way that it is that a certain death can only be dealt with by a certain revelation. From a certain height. The, the, the depth from where that depth came from can only be dealt with a commensurate height. If you, if you take a revelation of Jesus below the height equivalent to the depth, depth of that depth you are dealing with, it won't get the job done. Not every revelation of Jesus is the same. Some, there are some souls that they, will, they only have strength to endure revelation of Jesus to a point where he's still talking about the things their conscious mind can see. So, and that's fine. You can deal with the death in your conscious mind. 
But there are deaths that are not in your conscious mind. We're talking about the death of your stream. The blood stream, the, the one that, that has the venom that has married your blood. Do you understand? That is another thing entirely. They said that that particular, to deal with, it's, it's one thing to deal with an enemy that's still outside. Hey, let's look, look for that snake. He hasn't beaten you yet. Let's remove it from your environment. But once it has beaten you, and his sting, his venom has entered inside you, that's another matter entirely. That's it. We are talking about a marriage. And it's not just one thing. He's talking about billions of cells marrying. Marrying debt. Can you do that kind of job? He's telling you that the answer to that is there's a way, there's a height that you can see Jesus. It's beyond the conscious, do this now, do that. It's, a, it's a, something else. It's a, it's a revelation. It's a, it's a revelation of a heightened, a heightened Jesus. It's being able to see him from, in, from a height. Seeing him exalted in a particular... That, that to see that Jesus is by revelation. It must heap the revelation. The revelation must be high to his height. He must heap it up till he reaches the height where he is. I'm using language, metaphor to help you to see something in the spirit. <laughs> Amen. So, so you must not be tired. You must not be tired. You know that, that Jesus is also is the priest, that Mel, is the, our Melchizedek. Our high priest, of whom we have many things to say. Many. That was the, the issue of the book of Hebrew, that there are many things yet to be said, but you are, that you are dull of hearing. You are dull. You are still dull. Don't be dull of hearing. Don't be dull of hearing in the time. In this time, when it's time to reveal Jesus, praise the Lord, at the height that can deal with, that can deal with this death. So as many as were able to look up to him. Now, why... Why were they afraid to look up to him? It is the, it was, it's the PTSD. I can use that, borrow that term. How can a serpent just bite you? They say, look up to a serpent. Only a serpent can deal with a serpent. When the magicians brought their serpent before Pharaoh, Moses did not bring arrow. He didn't bring gun. He didn't bring anything. Serpent, serpent, serpent. God had to reveal to him, you have your own serpent. But only there's another serpent that can swallow up all these other serpents. These are scripture talking. The rod of Moses meant something. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so is the son of man. What? The rod of Moses began to swallow up all the other serpents. Why serpent? Serpent, just simple. Wisdom. That's, the, that's one of the key, one of the main things about the serpent. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. It's wisdom. Something that the, the sting of, of death does, which is sin, because sin is, a, is also a wisdom, right? 
what this thing of death does is to make the soul averse to the wisdom of God. Is to make the soul what? Averse to what? To the wisdom of God. Make the soul weary when it comes to, to wisdom. And it's not just wisdom on the ground, it's wisdom on the height. You know, it's different. Satan is, a, is one kind of a serpent. The devil is one kind of a serpent. Jesus is another kind of a serpent. The serpent that was lifted up in the desert doesn't feed on dust. It's another kind of serpent. That one doesn't sting. That one dies. Because you see that 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 tree that was raised in the wilderness was a was a type of who the cross it was a metaphor of the Jesus of the cross. So imagine a different serpent that gives his life instead of once the sting of death is seen. One stings, the other one tastes death. <laughs> Two different kind of serpents. <laughs> one stings, the other one through the by the grace of God to taste death for every man. Taste it. Let me that thing that you were stung with. Let me have tasted something about that death. Means I've the tasting of death means I've I've taken a cut of a portion of the remedy for you to deal with your own death. Only death can kill death. The way it takes serpent to swallow serpent, only death will kill death. So it means that that serpent has its own kind of death, which he has tasted for every man to make you what also partake of the same death. Praise God. We get the sense of what I'm trying to say. Are you seeing that? So, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should do what? Taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to where? To glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through, through sufferings. Praise Jesus. Now, everything from here is now beginning to speak about Jesus at this level, that point where we, this place contains revelations, their thoughts, ideas about this one who you need to see. That's what verse 10, when they say captain, your captain, a captain is the example, is the one who who leads the way. They will show this. You see, this guy is the class captain or the class prefect. He's the one who everybody watches to see how is he behaving? How is he doing it? He's the example. Another word for captain is he who you see. Right? Is he who, who you see? Is he who you, you look to? The one, the example which you see is the hand. So that word, the captain of our salvation, means Jesus is the word the example. It's nothing called example, captain, example of salvation. You will never have salvation without seeing him. There's no other way around all these things. 
It's just, that's just it is. God has just decided, okay, if man will be saved, right? If you will be saved, you have to see the captain. Don't be okay. Don't be okay and be sleeping every day and waking up. And you are ignorant of what is in Jesus. You are ignorant of his things. You are ignorant of his life. You are ignorant of his laws. You are ignorant of what made him up. You are ignorant of what God made of him. Are you getting me? I'm saying that that ignorance of Jesus and not seeing Jesus is a soul should not be fall into such a place, such a comfort. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But rather, a soul should press. Which Jesus? The Jesus that is the captain of salvation. The captain of our world, salvation. You now see, in bringing many what? Sons to glory. To make the captain of their salvation, what? Perfect through suffering. Now, verse 11 now began to say, For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all what? Of one for which he is not ashamed. Thank you, Jesus. For which he is not ashamed to do what? Call them brethren. For both he that sanctifieth and they which are sanctified are all of one. For, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. That word is something called all of one. All of one. Say all of one. All of one. All of one. Thank you, Father. All of one. The word all of one, it doesn't mean they are one. Okay? They are all of one. There, there's one. When you say one, there's oneness at different levels. There is what you call oneness with God, which is what we are, we are striving for. That's actually the goal. You see, oneness with God. Uh-huh. That oneness is where we are, we are heading to. But that's one place. But there is first oneness with Jesus at a point. Right? To get to that place, first of all, you have to be all of one. There is difference between all those them being all of one and them being one. There is them being what all of one and them being what one. What makes them all of one is that they have. Say all of. Thank you. What makes them all of one is that they have partaken, they have drunk his water. Praise God. (laughs) That they have done what? They've drunk his water. There is a water that makes them what? All of one. Water makes them all of one. This, which water are we speaking here? We are speaking about the water of sanctification. Praise Jesus. Are you getting me? The what? The water of what? Sanctification. So for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. So what does it mean of, of one? It's before they are not one yet, but they are off. That's one thing. What makes you off is water. It is water makes you of him. Right? But 
To become one, something thicker than water must occur. It's blood. Praise Jesus. Say, for which cause is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now, this water that makes them all of one is a type of blood. I don't know if that makes some sense to you. It's a type. Listen, there's a type of blood that is water. Uh-huh. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It's a type of blood. So, if they bring blood to you and say, this blood has the genes of Christ. It is the blood of Christ. But it's not the blood of God. To God, it's water. Because he doesn't have his own genes. But it's a kind of blood. Am I making any sense to you at all? Uh-huh. So, when, we, when you're hearing water, when you say, who came by water and blood? That water there is not just water. It's, it's, the, it's called the water of God. It's actually a kind of blood, too. Am I making some sense to you? So, water, yeah, doesn't mean without genetic information. It doesn't mean there's no genetic information. It's just simple that, it's very clear that that Christ is the water of God. Right? So it means that Christ is a kind of blood. Right? It's a kind of blood. means it has its own genetics. But it's not God's own genetics. But it's a kind of genes that will make you all off. That will make you off God. Of God. Say of God. Who of God is made unto us wisdom? Who of God? Who of God? Who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption? Who of God? That's Christ is of God. Of. Say of. Of God. Of God. Of God. Amen. So there is a water that is of God. The water that is of God is Christ. Right? It's not every water that is of God. But the water that is of God is what? Christ. Christ is the water of God. It's the provision that God gave without his own genes, but it's to prepare, to make you off him. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that thing, but if you can look at that verse again. Thank you, Jesus. For both he that sanctified, verse 11, and they who are sanctified are all of one. They now say, because they are all of one, for which cause is not ashamed to call them brethren. So, if they are brothers somehow, there must be blood involved. Are you, do you have a brother who you don't share genes with? There is some kind of genetic uh, uh, information in there. That's why he's not ashamed to do what? To call them, to call them brethren. Amen. Amen. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I, I, and the children which, which God had. I and the children which God had given me. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise 
took part of the same, that through death took part of the same, took part of the same, the children were partakers of flesh and blood. He also took part of the same, so that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death. That is the devil. So this devil here, they call him that old serpent, which deceived the whole world. That, say old serpent. So it means that this devil, that old serpent, Shemarahata, which deceived, called the devil, that's Revelation 12, verse 19, amen. It says, and the great dragon was cast out. This one is not working. The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, praise God, and the devil, amen. All righty. Revelation chapter 12. Verse 9, it says, And the great, the great dragon was cast out, you see, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out onto the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So that old serpent called the devil, right? So when they say he that had the power of death, right? O death, where is your sting? Great, where is your victory for the... The strength of death is seen. So the word strength of death, according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, right? 15, correct. According to so that thing called the strength of death, which is seen, is the power of death, right? That strength of death is the power of death. And so he who has the, that, he might destroy him that had the power. So that's what I was describing, the, the potency of that serpent on the cross, on the wilderness, was that he had the what, ability to, through death, that's why his position on the cross is telling you his, his method. That exalted man, his way. Everything that, when you see that, you see priestly, high priest, priesthood and priesthood, they are vocation of death. Everything there is death, true death. <laughs> All their, their dealings, priesthood is true death. That's, and that's why that word of a priest is not an easy word. Time has gone. Amen. So, you see, so a priesthood is not an easy place at all. It's not an easy place. When you go when you go to the tabernacle, it smells like death. Right? Souls don't get comfortable there. Even when they come for their offering, they quickly want to quickly do it, hand it, hand it over quickly because amen, that there's something about that. You, you just begin to see people without their life walking around. Just... It's a, it's a place of profession of people who have, who have died. It's actually a place of dead people. 
It's from one, it's from one, one sorrow of death to the other. One level of death to the other. And it's a different, it's a, almost like an inverted world where they celebrate, the, the, the Levites celebrate and, and the, the death of the priest. Hey, how can someone be so dead? How can someone, when they look at the, the, the sons of Aaron, how can, can we not be dead like this? What day are we going to be dead like this? And then the priests look at their, their father. Ah, Aaron, our father, your death, we know nothing concerning your death. How can, how did you become this dead? Are you seeing? His levels, death is separation. Levels of separation is levels of what? Of levels of death. So it means that those who are called brethren have bought into a level of debt that makes them off one, right? That's what the priesthood is typifying. All the four sons of the high priest, Aaron, they are all brethren that makes them off one. Of one, the oneness, the high priestly world is the realm of oneness, the realm of only, only one, 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 only. Amen. But there is a place of brotherhood, which is a kind of, it's a vicinity of death, but it's not, the, it's not the greatest realm of death. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. So when you see Jesus, Jesus is the, the one who was able to. He finished everything about death. Can you, can you imagine somebody who has profession in death? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Now you, you need to understand what I'm saying. That that's what made him better than the angels. When they saw him, this one is this. No, 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 no. We, we are dying here, but this is something else. This is, this is another thing entirely. What kind of a thing is this? That the dragon, that who stings, you know, after he became a dragon, right? That old serpent, Satan and the devil. You only understand the language of death. When you are, you are, you don't have, you are not dying. That you are, you, are, you want to fight Satan, devil, devil. When your whole life is with you, everything. Ah, this one, don't touch that one. Ah, that one is my own. This thing, you know, this one is my own special something. You keep it here, okay? You guys can share the other one. Everything. It's in that kind of nature that we all have, all our things. You don't have, some of us, you don't have stamina for separation. To, to separate one tiny thing from you is a problem. You don't have, you don't have death. You, you can't fight devil. You can't fight the devil. Devil doesn't respect such people who can't suffer separation. But when, but when he, he saw man, say man child, Manchild was another breed. Who's Manchild? Who have been those who have looked at Jesus? Those who have seen Jesus. They've seen him. They've seen. They've seen him. They saw him. They finished. Those who were brought to glory. Who looked at their captain to the end? Are you getting what I'm saying? 
When those men shied, the Bible says that, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto death. Can you tell somebody they love not their lives so? unto death? What that thing is saying means simply, are you saying, are you saying it? Love not their life unto that. They were practicing not loving their life until their life died. That was the way inside the womb of the mother, they were carrying a profession. It's a practice. How not to love their life? They were perfecting it. That's the, that's the, 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 the vocation of priesthood, of the tabernacle. It's the perfection of dying, of not loving your life until your life died. That is, that's how they overcame him. By the blood of the lamb. Well, it means that that blood of the lamb is is the curriculum of how not to love your life, how to die. Say blood. Blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Father. God will help us. Today was mercy. I don't know if you perceive God having mercy on us. These are the things that the Lord shares with those who he loves, who he wants, that is secret of God. That if God doesn't love you, forget about it. There's no way you'll be sitting down here now listening and hearing this. It's, there's something about God's heart. So what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man? Isn't this a visitation that thou, that thou visitest him? Just begin to thank God for, Lord, thank you for visiting us tonight. Thank you. Rashi Mahano, thank you for this visitation. Shemanita Roske Lampa Hurika Purehenos Faranahemata 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 Seprehamahamaro Our Father, you have heard us. Each one of us have cried to you as responding to your word, what you have said. This is not our thought, our desire for in us to let no good thing. But Father, we're just we're making our heart align with you, praying and asking for your mercy to help. Have mercy. Help us to find grace to help concerning these things. Thank you, our Father. Release grace, impartation of this message. To every heart under the sound of my voice, that profession of seeing you, Jesus, none of us will drop it, will not let it sleep. You will help us, not by our own strength, not of either will it, of either own it, but it's of Him that showeth mercy. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for tonight, for all trials, for grace, for mercy. Thank you. We give all the glory to your name. We bless you. Jesus name we shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine